This is Big Dreams, Bold Moves, the podcast inspiring families like yours to discover endless possibilities for living abroad, because life is too short to settle. I'm Malia, and I will be your host as we travel around the world speaking with experienced expats and experts. We're going to learn how to get visas, make money, and find jobs abroad. We'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what everyday life with kids is really like in different countries and get you the answers you need to go from daydreaming to international move-making. Now, let's get on our way. Hello! Are you ready for some real talk about real jobs at globally-minded companies that are actually hiring and relocating international professionals? This is the episode for you if you or your spouse is a skilled professional, especially if you're in tech, looking for a change but not wanting to give up your career. This is the episode for you if you're wanting to get paid to move abroad, find a better work-life balance, and grow professionally. Today we're going to be speaking with Maria Lamp, who is a content strategist at Jabatical. Jabatical is a company that connects global professionals to tech and business jobs abroad. We'll talk more in this interview about the cool progressive things that Jabatical's working on, why Maria loves living in Estonia, and Maria's going to be giving us her insights into which jobs are actually in demand, where in the world the jobs are located, and what a realistic relocation package might look like for a family. Now, before we get on our way, I just want to give you a quick reminder to hit the subscribe button in your podcast app right now so that you don't miss a future episode. Also, if you would be so kind as to please share this episode with anyone you know who is working in the tech field or studying in the tech field, has tech aspirations, so that they can see that there truly is a world of opportunity out there in need of their genius. Okay, let's get on our way. Please welcome (laughs) Maria Lamp to Big Dreams, Bold Moves. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for saying my last name. That is, in fact, really Lamp. <laughs> okay, wonderful. That's L-A-M-P. Okay, so, <laughs> um, so Maria is talking with us today from Jabatical. Do you want to get started telling us what exactly Jabatical is? Yeah, absolutely. So Jabatical is an Estonian startup uh, that uh, basically connects skilled tech and business professionals to jobs all over the world. Uh, So you come to Jabatical, you sign up, you fill your profile, and you can apply for jobs, and you also get matched to jobs that fit your profile. Um, And then you get flown across the world to your new dream job. Wonderful. (laughs) I have also been finding that Jabatical puts out a lot of great content, a lot of great blog posts and information. I've been following you. um, Well, I was on LinkedIn for a minute and then I went off and now I'm back on. But consistently, I love the stuff that Jabatical comes out with and posts online. And even yesterday, I was researching something totally, well, not totally unrelated, but for a different episode. And I came across this article that was talking about how the first digital nomad visa in the world was being, um, was coming out in Estonia. And part of its creation or inception came from Jabatical going to the Estonian government and sort of making a case and saying, look at, 
if we bring in digital nomads, they are not taking away jobs from Estonians, but they're bringing money into the economy and the government listened. And I just thought that was the coolest thing I'd heard in a bit. Yes, thank you. Uh, we were and are involved in that initiative indeed. And, and the first meetings with the government uh, happened in our very office. So we're, uh, we're quite proud of that. The visa itself uh, is currently still in the works. Even in the fastest of governments, these things take time. But um, hopefully it, it will happen soon. And yeah, like you said, it's, it's, um, it's really exciting for governments to realize that uh, these new ways of working, they're already there. People are already doing things in new ways. And it's about time for governments to kind of catch on and start acknowledging and also, you know, um, profiting from, from these changes and making yes. them legitimate. So I think that's very exciting. Way to go, Jabatical, and way to go, Estonia. Way to be progressive <laughs> and responsive. <laughs> yeah. The world is changing which is why I'm glad you're here. I think you're kind of a, no, take no offense to this, but a geek like me about all of these <laughs> awesome opportunities there are in the world. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I do fully identify as a geek. I geek out fully over, over these developments. So absolutely. <laughs> so which countries would you say that Jabatical typically has job postings in? So we we have two main markets, and these are Europe and Southeast Asia, because that's where we find, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, talent shortage, and also there's a lot of really cool things happening. More specifically, of course, we work a lot in Estonia, because this is our home, and uh, we, we love it, and we want to bring more people here. Uh, but also, let's say, Finland, Germany, for example, Netherlands, and in Southeast Asia, our big main ones are uh, Malaysia and Singapore. So uh, two other markets where, you know, it's, it's not been a no-brainer in a way for people to think, oh, I want to go work in Malaysia. But we kind of want to facilitate those conversations and make people, uh, you know, wake up to these new destinations where crazy things are happening, crazy innovation, startup scene is booming, a lot is going on. So so that's part of our mission to uh, bring people to this destination that they might not have thought of, you know, immediately themselves. Exactly. And so when I started learning about all the cool stuff that's happening in Estonia, I of course start looking at, well, what would it be like for a a family to move to Estonia. What's expat life like in Estonia? And there is like, okay, if there is a blogger out there listening that is an expat <laughs> family blogger in Estonia, please come forward and I would love to talk to you. But I couldn't find anything and I couldn't really find much that spoke to the lifestyle in Estonia, especially for families. So would you enlighten us? What, sh what should we know about living in Estonia? Um, what do you love about living in Estonia? Oh my goodness, how much time do you have? Not a ton. So, uh, well, there are so many things that I personally love about living in Estonia. The, the country is very small, uh, so everything is within easy reach. It's safe in all the ways, uh, in terms of natural disasters, in terms of crime rates. Um, it, is, it has a great school system. Uh, as a product of it, I can tell you, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, also, something that um, people that I've worked with 
uh, that I've seen move to Estonia with families uh, tell me a lot is that, especially families from America, they'd say they came here so they can actually spend time with their families. There is a work-life balance here that is really healthy. People work hard, yes, and of course you have to get your job done, but you can also go home after a reasonable time in the office. You know, it's, it's not in any way frowned upon or there, there's not so much pressure to be seen working all the time. And the grind is so much more reasonable here. And you can really like in Tallinn, which is the capital of Estonia, you can see children, small children out in the streets alone. And first as an expat or as a, as a visitor, your first reaction is to go, oh my God, that child is lost. <laughs> but then you realize, oh, it's just safe for children and acceptable for children here to walk to school by themselves. So it's this, this kind of, um, it's a combination of all these factors of the safety and the education and this just lifestyle that's just so pleasant. It's not too laid back in, in the sense that nobody cares about anything at all, <laughs> but it's just this perfect balance. And of course, um, because it's so small and the, even the biggest city is so small, you can be out of the city. Um, of, you know, it, it just takes you a 20 minute drive to be somewhere in the wilderness where you can really connect with nature, which I think a lot of people living in huge cities these days are really missing and which I personally benefit from immensely. And I do think it makes a difference. Wonderful. And I would imagine also that the types of companies, these sort of newer, more progressive companies that are there hiring international professionals also have a pretty healthy, like workplace culture. Would you, would you agree to that? I would absolutely agree. And uh, it's, you know, we even have at Jabatical specifically, you even see children running around the office every now and then because it's perfectly natural for you to bring your child to the office when when you need to. Um, the flexible policies of being able to go and grab your child from daycare if you need to do it early for whatever reason. It's, I think, especially in the startup scene, it's becoming very, it's becoming the norm and and I, you know, if I were to see something else, I would be a little shocked at this stage. <laughs> of course, I don't imagine it's like this everywhere in, in you know, at the more traditional companies, so to speak. But definitely here uh, on the startup scene, it's it's become just so normal that children are, you know, part of your life and your work is a part of your life and all of that can combine into, you know, a functioning whole. Awesome. The types of companies you're working with, you mentioned that you work with tech companies and then business professionals. Like what types of industries, I guess, are hiring? Yeah, so uh, I would say, well, we do work a lot with, you know, the bigger tech startups, also up and coming smaller startups. Um, and these startups themselves, they do a variety of things, uh, you know, uh, from software to global mobility, the, the, the companies themselves vary a lot. Um, the, the people that they're looking for are largely tech professionals, uh, so developers, engineers, data scientists, but we also uh, work with uh, salespeople, marketers, designers, um, that sort of thing, a little bit of HR professionals perhaps. 
Uh, tech, of course, is the really big one, developers, because that is where the biggest skills gap is today. So if you are in tech, if you're a developer, a tech lead, you you really can pretty much pick and choose wherever you want to go in the world today. Oh my gosh. I know I have friends that work in tech here in Germany and I'm always telling their wives like, you can go anywhere right now. Realize that? Write your ticket. Oh, and if there are any young people listening that want to have this international lifestyle, you're looking at what should I be studying right now? That is, that's what I would do. I yeah, absolutely. Probably not social work again, but <laughs> digress. Um, and what levels are you seeing uh, these companies hiring for, especially when they're bringing in international professionals, are they bringing in more entry-level jobs or are there also like leadership roles that they're bringing in? So the companies that we work with and in international hiring, entry-level is pretty rare in that, you know, relocating someone is is fairly expensive, time-consuming. So that usually is, you know, reserved for more uh, mid to senior level people. Um, I think most jobs that we post on Jabatical, I would say require probably three years, upwards of three years of experience, and then anything above that. And, you know, of course, some management roles, we, you know, companies look for CTOs um, and roles like that, which, you know, those are the unicorns. <laughs> Again, if you happen to be a tech lead and you're listening, just my goodness, the world is your oyster and good for you. <laughs> yes. Well done. Um, you made good choices. So um, would you say, so when I've been doing my research, I typically just keep hearing about what sounds like sort of younger professionals that look like they are single. Are companies relocating families and couples or are they mostly relocating single professionals? I think in terms of sheer numbers and percentages, yes, single people still have it far easier on the job market, the international job market. And um, and that's just the reality right now. But we are definitely also seeing an, a more activity in terms of relocating people with families. Um, at Jabatico, we do it for our own team, definitely. And we also do it for our clients. So we've seen... Uh, um, we've seen quite a few families in our own team. We have, you know, families from the States, from India, from Indonesia, uh, people who have uh, come here with their kids, put them to school here and our clients do the same. We do, uh, we do the paperwork for them and help in any other way that we can. So it's, it's definitely picking up because, you know, employers are just seeing that if they want the talent that they want, they just have to do it. There's, there's okay. no way around it. So they do consider it. Absolutely. At the very least, you know, even if it doesn't say you're looking at a job um, ad on the internet somewhere, and it doesn't specifically say that they're open to relocating you with your family, it's always worth asking because I think there are a lot of perks and things that you, you can get if you ask that doesn't, maybe occur to the employer to even publicize like and if you ask you'll be like yeah sure of course we can do that so this is where it's very very important if you're looking for work abroad to keep communication really open ask all the questions that you have because you might be surprised at what you will be offered when you do okay so 
What would you say a typical package might look like when someone does get an offer, especially someone with a family? What would that maybe include? So I would say definitely international flights, um, uh, accommodation for your first month in your new location, plus help with finding long-term accommodation. You would, you would, most likely be expected to start paying for your accommodation from that point on. Uh, but the first a month will be typically or let's say often covered for you. I'd say this is, you know, with the case of um, us and our typical client, right? Uh, then of course, visas, immigration, all the paperwork, a lot of handholding um, in that whole process. So that will be the core um, and that's what we are used to seeing. Um, of course, if you, you're looking at, you know, these huge multinational corporations, they will probably have, they will go above and beyond and they will pay for many more things, all your, you know, transporting or belongings, et cetera. But I think in the, in the startup world, which is what we mainly see, not everybody can afford to go that far but I think it's it's getting a lot better and this sort of you know minimum package is pretty much the norm these days um, we do work with one company they're called Topia and they work in actually they work in this business they do global mobility they move uh, people around the world and we are helping them find talent so you know this is a company that knows what a relocation package is so if you are relocating to work for this company you know that you'll be well taken care of so um, I'll make a note of that Topia <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, let's see. I, I think uh, it's, it, it is important to note, though, that um, people do hear about these elaborate expat packages, like maybe in our episode in, when we were talking about Singapore, some of the things that people are kind of more the expat package norm in an expensive place like Singapore. Um, mm -hmm. And some of those, and it depends on the job, but but there are, I think, a lot of families that this is going to be their first move. And you, you sort of sometimes have to start somewhere like our first move abroad. We got like flights. <laughs> and I think that was about it. Um, and then and every move we've done since then with my husband's career, the packages have gotten better and better. So, mm -hmm. so I think if someone is looking at moving abroad for the first time, this is, mm -hmm. that is kind of a realistic idea of what you can expect maybe in your first move is not this elaborate package of yeah moving yeah. the whole house. and Exactly. Whatever. And it depends so much on what you do, what your seniority level is, what the company does, where they are in their, you know, startup life cycle. If they're a really swanky, well-funded startup, of course, they will go a bit further because, uh, you know, talent attraction is such a huge deal right now that if you can afford to, you're going to try to show off a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, but I would also, you know, again, encourage people to, even if they're considering joining a smaller company that doesn't explicitly state what kind of relocation package they offer, to just ask and say, hey, I'd be thrilled to come and join you. Can you help me? Because I got a family. And you know, your average smart employer will try to meet you um, halfway if they can at all. 
Have you heard of any employers there offering like international schools? International schools is something that I, I don't think I've come across that um, in my work at Jabatical. And I think maybe it's just because international school in Estonia specifically is quite expensive, but the public school system is really good. So most people just put their children, enroll their child or children in just one of the schools. If they're really small, they put them in an Estonian school. If they're open to having their child learn local language, there are also schools that, you know, have a really good English curriculum. So there are workarounds to okay. if you're if you're not getting international schools covered. And here again, I would, you know, advise you to look for a country that's known for a good school system, which, you know, I would off the top of my head, probably Finland, Estonia, perhaps Singapore. Okay. And as far as Estonia goes, do you know what age they typically start teaching English or teaching in English? Ooh, that's a great question. I think it varies a lot from school to school, like a lot. There are some schools that have, you know, a specific, uh, they, um, they, they, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, I'm completely blanking. There are mainly English schools that, that that's what they're known for, you know. Right. Um, so I can't tell you like okay specific age, but there's you know realistically again you have a pretty limited pool of choices, but I think that's going to be the case wherever you go in the world, um, and you shouldn't let that stop you. We've seen everything work out. We've seen people, you know, start from scratch when they arrive with really small children. So I was like, you know, you can put them in any old school. And they'll just pick up whatever language is there. Uh, we've seen people make it work with teenagers. Um, so it's, it's all doable. But you do have to, you know, keep expectations realistic in the sense that it's not going to be like, oh, I just pick any school I want and my kid's to go you do have to do some research and you know probably some emailing to school boards <laughs> but it's all absolutely doable do the citizens of estonia typically speak pretty fluent english yes yes okay. they absolutely do it's very very common okay good to know <laughs> um and again, if there is an expat person out there that also wants to come and, and give us some insights uh, like from how their experience has gone and what it's been like to live there and get into the school system, I would love to hear from someone too. Um, what else do you have? What other advice do you have for job seekers that are wanting to move abroad and maybe have a tech background? Or uh, Let me see. The, well, I've given you the main one, which is, I think, to just communicate, over-communicate, ask a lot of questions, and also be open. Be open to destinations that you might not have thought of. Speak to people that are on the ground. Try, try to find um, people in your network or in your, in your extended network who live there or have lived there. Ask for people's personal experiences. Um, I think it also, maybe that's just me, but you can also just talk to people like us, like, like Jabatical, reach out to companies and just say, Hey, what's it like, um, to live there, to work there? What's happening? Um, 
I think the more open-minded you are while keeping expectations realistic, I think the more likely you are to have, have a good experience. Wonderful. And how can our listeners get started with Jabatical? I would recommend that you go to jabatical.com, sign up, fill in your profile, upload your CV. The more you, you know, tell us about yourself, the better we can actually match you to jobs that are a good fit for you. And uh, you can apply for jobs. Uh, We will also send you recommendations. Um, We have a feature coming where we will just match you to jobs without you really having to lift a finger at all um and uh and well pretty much from there the employer will will take over jabatico will interview you for the first round uh and then we'll put you in contact with the employer and then you know it's up to you to of course wow them (laughs) and and get that offer um and i would absolutely recommend going to jabatico because you Again, especially if you're a tech person, um, but we do have uh, different kinds of roles available for business people, designers, etc. So definitely take a look uh, at if you haven't yet thought of Estonia as uh, as a destination. I would recommend it. Nobody is paying me to say that, by the way. I don't. I'm not getting paid by the government of Estonia to say this. Just a huge fan personally of the work environment here and the work-life balance and and all of that the impassioned speech I made earlier about how the, the balance here is just right. So check it out. And I would encourage people to, even if they're not completely ready to start their job search abroad, to at least follow you on LinkedIn. Because like I said, I feel like you all really have your finger on the pulse of this whole tech, startups, international work, and work abroad, digital nomads, remote work. Yes, thank you so much for your kind words. Please do follow uh, Jabatical. We also um, write the stories of the people who have used Jabatical to to find their next job. So we've seen people move from, I believe, uh, from 48 countries to 34 different countries. So it's we're seeing a very interesting mix of uh, of people and destinations. So every time we track one of those people down to ask them a few questions, for me at least, you know, that's why I get out of bed in the morning. It's it's all very well to talk about data and trends and you know the big numbers, but once you sit down with that one person uh, whose life has changed because of something that you work on, it's, it's, it's really humbling and it's, it's beautiful. So read the stories of the people, see that it can be done. Um, inspired by our conversation today, I think I will personally go and try to reach out to more people who have done this with families. Yes, <laughs> please track them down for us. I, I have a few in the office, so I think I can convince them uh, to, to uh, give tell me their secrets. Uh, yeah. So I, I do think that people might just not be aware that it can be done. They feel like 
you know, it's all these single globe trotters that are just set, jet sitting. Oh my God, I can't pronounce the word. Jet sitting around the world. And, you know, what can I do? I'm, you know, I'm stuck here with my kids. Right. But, and I don't know about Estonia. What is this Estonia place? And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, it might, it might change your life. And it might just be the exact change that you need, especially if your life is completely out of balance and you're needing greater work-life balance and a safer place exactly. to be, a more wholesome place, access to nature. I'm imagining you have things that we don't always have in America, like um, sick leave, oh, uh, sick leave, yes. vacations, holidays. <laughs> Do you know what? And Sonia, you are required by law to every year take off 14 consecutive days. That's the law. You have to. That is the law. That is a wonderful (laughs) law. It's fantastic. It's a beautiful law. I think because we have such a brief summer uh, that people really appreciate their downtime here. So nobody will look at you funny when you do actually take your two weeks off and, you know, just go off the grid. It's normal. Even in the startup scene, or, you know, with the exception of founders who are crazy and never rest, People do actually take time off. Right. Even in the U.S., I had a job that actually did offer um, good leave, I would say, like a few weeks a year. (laughs) But you couldn't take them. It was like a big deal if you wanted to take them consecutively. And uh, and that's the norm, I think, a lot more in Europe. I know it is in Germany. People take off all of August and uh, just like businesses or are closed. They have a handwritten note on the door. Be back in September. Uh, is Estonia like that also? It's a little bit like that. I, it's not as extreme as it is a bit further down south, where in Spain, for example, where you know big cities do actually just shut down. It's, it's hot, and and people just take off. Uh, Estonia, yes, I say it's it's pretty dead in the summer months. Um, Business slows down for sure. A lot of people uh, still have, you know, houses in the countryside, ancestral homes that they just go, you know what, I have a garden to tend to. I can't be dealing with this work stuff right now. That's still very popular. And I myself currently, well, currently in the office in Tallinn, but I'm in general spending the whole summer at my mom's house in the countryside working remotely because, you know, it's that flexible and doing it because I can. You know, so the options, they are really great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Maria. I feel like this was a a very insightful conversation and I'm really hoping it opened up people's eyes to Estonia and the different possibilities out there for you if you're in the tech industry. And I hope people go over to Jabatical, follow along over there and follow you on LinkedIn also. And follow me on LinkedIn too. I have zero followers. I just got started. Okay. Yes. Follow us all. Follow us all. And thank you for hanging out with me today. Until next time, keep dreaming those big dreams and scheming bold moves.